Welcome to Nutrition Bites, the no-nonsense podcast where you get the truth about food so you can eat what you want and be healthy. I'm your host, Maggie, and welcome to episode three of this weekly series. On the menu today, unlocking the meaning behind natural food. The grocery store is a competitive place. If you've ever seen the 2016 animated film Sausage Party, you'll know that all food wants is to be chosen. And also that this is very much not a children's movie. You have been warned. On every shelf in every aisle, you have companies vying for your attention, trying to lure you into buying their product through low prices, brightly colored boxes, and giant cartoon tigers. Food packages serve as a billboard of sorts, using images and phrases to help inform us of what's beneath the plastic and also why we should want it. For those of us focused on trying to eat a bit healthier, the label natural is often used to draw us in. After all, a natural food made with natural colors and flavors must mean it's healthy, right? But the problem is, natural doesn't mean much at all. It's kind of like the word innovative. Every company uses it, but no one is really explaining what it means. Trends show that consumers have an increasing desire for transparency in the products that we buy. We want to know how things are made. We rarely see the -the behind-the-scenes process of how the can of chicken noodle soup is created, and this air of mystery is in contrast with our desire for reassurance that what we're eating is good for us. We live in a culture obsessed with eating quote, clean. And often that means as little manufacturing and processing as possible, even though so much of what we buy goes against this logic. The shift towards a more holistic way of thinking about food has largely been driven by ye old feisty millennials. We just can't stop changing things. Research shows that millennials are more likely to purchase products with labels like all natural, organic, or no additives. Look around at advertisements online and this shouldn't be a shock. Even our face creams, bedsheets, and furniture are being described with these phrases. Although the term natural seems fairly straightforward, there's actually no common definition as to what a natural food is, and the general public is confused. Surveys in the U.S. have found that the vast majority of respondents think that all natural means a product with no antibiotics, hormones, or preservatives. And over half of these people think that a natural food has improved nutritional value, food safety, and animal welfare practices. But this is a big stretch as to how natural is actually defined by our food regulators. All food labels and claims are defined and often enforced by a country or region's food regulator. In Canada, that's the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, abbreviated as CFIA. In the U.S., it's the Food and Drug Administration, FDA. And in the EU, it's the Directorate General for Health and Food Safety of the European Commission or digifisica. Obviously not. When it comes to defining the term natural, all three of these agencies have struggled. Back in 2014, the FDA even admitted that it was difficult to define a food product that is natural, because most foods have been processed and are no longer a product of the earth. Fast forward to February of this year, and a group of EU politicians are campaigning for the term natural to be finally legally defined, as they feel it's both overused and misused by companies, and consumers are left perpetually confused. The way that the CFIA has defined natural is not much clearer. In the preamble online, the CFIA lays out a pretty passive-aggressive note about the misunderstanding of the term. And I quote, Labels and advertisements should not convey the impression that nature has, by some miraculous process, made some foods nutritionally superior to others. End quote. Okay, let's get into the Canadian definition of natural. It goes as follows. A food or ingredient of food that is represented as natural is expected to one not to contain or to have ever contained an added vitamin, mineral, artificial flavor, or food additive. Two, 
not to have any constituent or fraction removed or significantly changed except for the removal of water. For example, can't remove caffeine. And number three, not to have been submitted to processes that have significantly altered their original physical, chemical, or biological state. Got all that? In regular people speak, the term natural can only be associated with a food or ingredient if it doesn't contain anything added other than the ingredients, which can't be artificial, doesn't remove any part of the food except for water, and does not undergo a process that drastically changes how it looks or acts. What's really important to remember here is that none of these three rules allude to anything about the nutritional value or health factor of the food. The definition simply has to do with changes to the original food, not how that food affects your body. A product labeled as all-natural can still contain high amounts of fat, sugar, and sodium. That's why you see all-natural bacon, natural potato chips, candy made with natural colors, and natural flavored protein powder. Another layer to this natural conundrum is that although a product can't be labeled as natural if it contains artificial flavors and additives, it can use related labels like contains natural ingredients if those food additives, things like flavors and colors, are derived from natural sources. Yogurt is a great example of this. Many fruit-flavored yogurts list natural flavors and natural colors in their ingredients. How else could you get raspberry yogurt to smell so fragrant and be so pink? The truth is that adding flavors and colors, whether natural or artificial, is an incredibly common practice in processed foods, whether we expect it or not. So many of our favorite foods are enhanced by adding flavors. Cool Ranch Doritos, mint chocolate chip ice cream, apple cinnamon oatmeal, pasta sauce, fruity teas, the list is never-ending. Flavors at their core are molecules that help impart a taste or smell of a food. Natural flavors are manufactured by isolating molecules from real foods, and artificial flavors are made by combining molecules from both edible and inedible sources. Some flavors are really easy to create, like lemon, for example, because what makes lemon taste so lemony is a molecule called limonene, which is found in the rinds of many citrus fruits. It's why lemon candy often tastes like real lemons. Strawberry flavor, on the other hand, is a much more difficult flavor to recreate, and that's because the taste and aroma of a strawberry is the result of a complex mixture of many different molecules, which is very hard to pin down. Flavor companies specialize in isolating and producing these flavors as oils, liquids, or powders, and then selling them to food producers to be added to food. So whether or not your flavor is listed as natural or artificial, the process of creating that flavor is quite similar, and often involves a lot of lab coats and fancy machines. Natural colors undergo a comparable process. Companies can isolate color molecules from natural sources or create synthetic dyes using advanced Bill Nye chemistry. At points in time, artificial colors were celebrated, like when Heinz introduced purple ketchup back in 2000. What a wild time to be a child. Then those artificial colors were demonized when unfounded rumors circulated that they made kids hyperactive. So companies responded by replacing their artificial colors with natural ones. In the mid-2000s, Smarties did just this. The challenge was replacing their artificial blue color called FD&C Blue Number 1 with a natural one, but they were able to eventually source a blue dye derived from a bacteria. Pretty cool, right? People seemed to embrace this more natural change. But then, when they found out that the strawberry and cream frappuccino from Starbucks used a pink color derived from insects, they weren't so supportive of going natural. We can't lay the blame on companies, though, because we've come to expect that foods and drinks should taste and look a certain way, and in order for those expectations to be met, flavors and colors are used. Slapping the word natural in front may make us feel a bit better about the candy we're eating, but we need to realize that additives derived from natural sources are produced in a very unnatural way. 
Now, there's nothing wrong with eating food or ingredients that are manufactured and processed. Our grocery store shelves would be a hell of a lot more empty if we only ate things that came directly from the farm. For some foods, we should expect and accept that what we eat is nowhere near natural. If Oreos all of a sudden switched from artificial to natural flavors, I'm not going to be convinced that these cookies are radically different. I don't expect Oreos to be healthy or natural because it's neither of those two things. And that's okay. I enjoy Oreos for what they are. The issue with the label natural is the false perception that it tends to carry in the general public, one that it is more healthy and free from anything made in a lab. But the truth is, just because something is labeled as natural or contains natural ingredients doesn't mean it's nutritionally superior or healthy. Every food you eat could have a natural label, and you can still wind up consuming a diet that is doing a disservice to your health. If you're truly committed to eating more actually natural foods, then choose foods that don't require a label to tell you that. Eat fresh or frozen fruits and vegetables, whole beans and legumes, and unflavored dairy products. And if you get an itch to eat something a little more processed, don't get hung up on the natural claim. Because when it comes to making choices about foods based on labels, the best approach is to be a little skeptical. That's been the bite for today. Stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Nutrition Bites. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast and share with a friend. If you want to get in touch with me and send in a recommendation for a future episode, please follow me on Instagram at Nutrition Bites Podcast. Have a great week.